how I wish we were recording so people know what you just did. What? I don't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Anything she says from this point on is a lie, folks. Yeah, perfectly started the recording with no issues. Yeah. First try, we mm-hmm. hit the record mm-hmm. button like we always do to record <laughs> yeah. the episode, yeah. and then we started talking in that order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't stare at me and go, yeah, start the episode without hitting record first. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Start the fucking episode. <laughs> We'll just start with that. Anyway, friends, um, we are about to post our 100th episode. Yay! <laughs> We're going to do a Q&A for that instead of a regular champion. So if you have any questions for us, email us at theekofloreheads at gmail.com, or you can at us on Twitter, message us on Twitter, or on the Discord. You can tag one of us in the Discord for questions, something like that. Those will be the three best ways. We have a special thread set up just for questions, too, so you can drop them in there. That, too. If I were listening to this and someone said that, I'd be like, I have no idea what the hell that means on Discord. So it's okay if you also don't know what that means and you just want to at John immediately in the general chat. That's fine, too. Uh, But we need those by the 9th, November 9th. So if you're listening to this, scurry on out and <laughs> scurry, scurry, scurry. <laughs> well, not immediately. Listen to the rest of the episode first well, and then scurry. I don't no, know. This one might be bad. We haven't recorded it. it. Don't won't listen be. To it. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> Turn it off. Heads and welcome to the league exploring the league of legends lore from a to z my name is rebecca and i'm john my name is mark today we're talking about the fire below the mountain orn who was released august 23rd 2017 i almost by the way when i was doing my introduction i almost said my name is orn because i was <laughs> <Ooh>. preparing <laughs> my name is orn <laughs> i did not like i did not read this uh apparently I did not realize that his title was The Fire Below the Mountain. Mm. I always assumed that it was The Living Forge. Was it it used oh. to be The Living Forge? Why did I think uh, that? Did I write this wrong? Hang on. It might let's be his, see. No, no. I think you're right. Uh, that might be his passive um, is maybe what you're Ooh, thinking of. Ooh, that sounds like his maybe. passive. The thing is, they're both really good subtitles. Like, I don't remember <laughs> who, who other ones were that had really shitty subtitles, but Orin's like, he can't hold all these great titles he's got so many <laughs> how do i hold all these titles? big arms <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it is pretty good it's very long but it's really good and it paints such a pic they both paint a really good picture of orn i think yeah i think the yeah. i think fire below the mountain's probably better um it, it a lines up with the way he is depicted in lore and that yeah. he's He's always there's always legends and stories around him. And B, mm-hmm. I mean he's he's kind of a living forge, but I think when you say that in my mind, I think of him like having like an actual like forge in his gut. Almost like Scion. Like that you know, items would come like Bleh, out of That's his belly button. True. Yeah. Bleh. <laughs> that, is that not Orn what Orn does? He doesn't just vomit up like your 
upgraded BF sword or whatever the fuck. <laughs> hey, Orin, I need that upgraded you know, Infinity Edge. He's like, huh, okay. Does he make the cat noise sound? <laughs> he immediately finds out like the one piece of carpet in your house. And so, so you run over to pick him up like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we have like just the tiniest amount of rug in our house and that's where the cat vomits specifically and our cats don't even throw up that much because they're young but nico sometimes will because he has such long hair and when i put the rug in the baby's room he threw up he's thrown up at like three times already i'm like are you fucking kidding me he was holding it in these past few years I know. just he, for this. and he i think in total he's thrown up like five times since we've had him and three of them have been on the baby's rug in the last <laughs> which is four very months. long like it's a it's, yeah, it's a like a shaggy shag rug <laughs> oh man you ever what step on it like you don't like look down mm-hmm. uh, not not recently but I, i've always grown up with cats so i've absolutely felt that yeah. cold squish between my toes as oh. i i'm so sorry everyone listening that was horrible um anyway orn <laughs> what is uh what's orn sound like i don't know and you wouldn't let me listen to his quotes because john apparently has some kind of fun game and he's like don't look up any orn quotes I so i oh, okay. did you do you, did you ever watch anyone play hades um no oh okay um so you don't know what mm the the titular hades sounds like no does hades sound like orn i haven't played it he does oh, oh really? yeah that's yeah. weird i hope he sounds he exactly like orn. is orn or hades because i don't know hades you said it was i like would not expect not, that because no. hades looks like a like a a li- relatively live kind of character I mean, no 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 i'm thinking of who am i thinking of who's the main you're character thinking of the main hades? character oh okay. yeah H- hades well, he's not is, just called hades know. man right that's <laughs> <laughs> uh hades <laughs> He's not Hades Jr. or anything? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hades is just, uh, you know, just jacked-ass dude with a massive... He look, looks kind of like Orin, honestly, but without the fur. Mm, I mean, he's Got the Hades. full beard and shit. Did you see if it was the same voice actor? I didn't. I didn't I, look oh, up. I would... I would... I don't think it's... It doesn't sound like exactly the same, but very similar. So I, mm. I'd be surprised if it was the same voice actor, but it's a very, like, deep voice. So, I mean, who knows? Might be. Good question. All right. I'll uh, just do what I think Orn would sound like based on a quote that John has written down. Okay. Go for it. <clears throat> I have fur. It is soft. Do not hug me. That's good. That's Was good. It? good. Thanks. Okay. Um, okay. I got to get into the Orn voice. He's very rumbling mm-hmm. in his chest. He's like, <laughs> oh, okay. it is childish to favor one tool over another, but Hammer is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> If you want a weapon, here's a weapon. If you want conversation, here's a weapon. <laughs> I almost did that one. That was pretty fun. fun. Oh, what a snuggle bug. <laughs> <laughs> Do not hug. Oh, I'm saying you're right. He did say he did not, he's not okay with hugs. How about a fist bump? He'd probably be cool with that. Oh, yeah. He has very fiery fists. Uh, on the Riot Universe page, he has a bio and two short stories. Yeah, and yeah. he doesn't have a lot elsewhere because, you know, That's he doesn't it. really have old lore. No old so. lore. Very yeah. few AUs, just the bio. And, and he really stories. hasn't gone through any bio rewrites either, surprisingly, despite the fact that he maybe should have after the Volibear rework. I mean, oh, it's pretty, it's vague enough. I guess I, I'm not super familiar with the new Voli, the new, new Voli lore. I assume mm. it's vague enough that it probably still works. But I guess with we'll a few see. tweaks for sure. Mm. I feel like 
there are just there are just a few contradictions. But okay. other than that, hmm. interesting. Well, we'll get to that when we get to V. Um. All right. So should I do his bio? Go for it. By oh, Matthew sure. Dunn. Matthew Dunn. All right. Orn was a normal myth boy in the Fraljord. <laughs> Not really, actually. Uh, his bio has a pretty classic opening of no one really remembering Orn, but maybe he made Brom Shield. Like that's what the opening of the bio is like. Um, I have very few notes on the bio because honestly, it could be summarized like pretty simply. Uh, basically, there are tribes who you know began with uh the hearth blood so they're the ones who kind of remember orn and uh who he was they were blacksmiths architects and brewmasters they hung around orn and like made things and i guess he grunted at them like gerald which yeah. is kind of the vibe i got <laughs> <laughs> uh one day orn fought with his brother volibear and they ended up destroying uh the hearth home hearth blood home whatever <laughs> Uh, he became deeply ashamed and ran away to hide forever. But he's now noticing his siblings are taking shape again, and so big things are coming. And that's kind of all they really say about Orin in his bio. Yeah. He's like a god, right? Kind of. Yeah, he's yeah. like a he's kind of like a demigod. A he demigod was like with a, Nivea, and Anivia's his sister. Yeah, and Volibear's yeah. the brother. He's brother. the oldest of the three siblings. Right. Um. Maybe four siblings. I don't know. I don't know if I the fucking a- iron boar technically counts. We never find out anything about the iron boar. They just reference it all the fucking time. <laughs> they also reference the seal sister, and the, oh, that's yeah, not yeah. even her original name that's been lost. So there might be a Is few there a more. seal somewhere. There's a seal sister. It's it's one of the legends mm. yeah. when he like cuts the uh, the trench into the ocean. He gets the permission of the seal sisters. Okay, but yeah. um. Yeah, it was. I mean, we we learn a we learn a bit about Orn here. He's very old. He enjoys mm-hmm. he enjoys his building and yeah, you know his his followers like him a whole lot, and he likes his followers even though we won't tell him that he would never admit to it. <laughs> He's so withholding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like that Michael Scott quote like i would never tell her this but she's a wonderful worker and i really <laughs> she's a wonderful person in the <laughs> why wouldn't you say that to her face <laughs> well i guess from the stories we'll see why orin is so um tight-lipped i don't know and he's very uh introverted almost mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. yeah um, um so a few things about the bio that i liked uh they <laughs> all right so one thing you mentioned that his his followers are um blacksmiths architects and brewmasters mm-hmm. and like the blacksmiths and the architects totally get i see exactly yeah. how orange patronage <laughs> would totally fit in there but like what type of crazy fucking contraptions are these brewmasters coming up with that they're like yeah i need this this builder god to follow <laughs> that's a good question i mean it does seem like maybe he just also re- like beer is just one of the things he really likes and so <laughs> they're just like anyone who's into things that orn likes they they make things yeah. that like hey look at this i like anvils hammers and beers i mean that's i think <laughs> he has quotes that are almost exactly like that <laughs> like he's got one quote that's like humans have done some good things beer dark beer <laughs> that's it <laughs> i like the idea he doesn't need to eat or drink but he just guzzle in beer all the time <laughs> that's how he do yeah mm-hmm. uh i do like that they also explicitly call out that some even claim that brahm shield was made by orn thousands of years ago mm-hmm. like 
Yeah, we put we put that together. Yeah, we, we got it. We read the context <laughs> clues. We didn't need that one spelled out there's for a, us. There's a big ram on it. <laughs> they <laughs> we figured that shit. one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think and there there is Oh, so go ahead. Oh, I think I mean one thing I like about some of this maybe is that it's a lot of it gets followed up in in the stories we get. You know, like I think they were smart to leave the bio yeah. kind of short and a little underwritten because mm-hmm. they knew that we're going to fill this all out with a lot more in the stories. If it was just this, this would be another frustrating, like li- yeah. mythical lead yeah. champ. Mm. No, but it, I mean, it makes sense. One that he's mythical. He's literally a demigod. Um, it, it, you know, it makes sense. He's not, you know, just a dude. You know, we're we're annoyed by those <laughs> mythical backgrounds with people who are just walking around alive and normal, <laughs> right? Like everyday people. Yeah. Like that's annoying, but. You know, it makes sense for him. It makes sense for like a Moo Moo. There's some champions I, I think it's good with. But yeah, no, his stories are really um, vivid and mm-hmm. good and they really expand on Orin. I think I think everything's kind of really well done here that the bio gives you, uh, you know, a drawing and then the stories color it in for you, kind of. Mm. Yeah, I- very apt. Oh. <laughs> and then sometimes they color outside the lines. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then they redid Volibear, and there's like a weird something in the corner now, and they're like, that doesn't fit anymore. But <laughs> there's no eraser on this on this pencil. No <laughs> Damn really, crayons! We're really sticking with this metaphor. They used crayons. <laughs> they need so much whiteout in the riot narrative department right now. <laughs> My Crayola box doesn't have that color. <laughs> uh, I like this. so. There's one point right when Orin and Volibear are battling. Where it says, like, uh, in one catastrophic night, all the hearth blood had accomplished was destroyed when Orn battled with his brother Volibear at the mountain's peak for reasons no mortal could comprehend. Which, I feel like maybe they, <laughs> when they wrote that, they had, I don't know whether they had bigger plans for what the reasoning was going to be for them to fight, but I feel like if you told a mortal, uh, you know... Oh, Volibear is going to start a huge war that Orn doesn't support. They might be able to comprehend that. Mm. It's not as deep as I think you're making it out to be. <laughs> it is true. It's a good question. I think I'm I'm almost a little more forgiving with this one because what, when we get the explanation of that, um, it's coming from a, a narrator who's almost a little unreliable, you know. And it's like a story that's been like generations, generations, generations away from what actually happened. And even in that story. I guess we'll talk about it. But another character kind of calls out like, it seems like these tales have been changed a little <laughs> or tweaked a bit to fit what's happening now, if that makes sense. So, Did you catch who called them out? I think so. I guess that's something we'll also talk about. <laughs> that's a little trivia bit, I suppose. Uh, I think so, at least. I mean, it, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. He, he shows up. In all the other stories, why not this one? Yeah, it would, it so would be confused. fun. Well, we will. There's a little trivia thing that will come up as we get through the story, yeah. listener. Is it LeBlanc? It is not. It, well, it, I mean, it, it might be LeBlanc. <laughs> Everyone's. We don't, we don't know for sure. You can't prove it's uh, not LeBlanc. So <laughs> that's true. Um, I like the idea. Any mystery, leave. you can't prove it's not her. So. <laughs> Uh, one last thing about the bio before we move on to there's a quote that said racked with guilt he retreated to the isolation of his foundry and buried himself in his work for an age like one one age 
I don't think I've ever used, I don't think I've ever <laughs> heard this term used that way as like a singular, like, oh, he mm. retreated for ages. I've never been like, oh yeah, he, he hung out for one age. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. I'm going to start using that in my common vernacular. I was like, oh, I was over right. there for an age. And then we ended up <laughs> we partying for an age. I kind of like it. I love it. It makes you it's sound like, people off. yeah, it makes you sound like you've got more, like you know more. Or like you got more going on. You've been alive for an age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wise. Mm. Yeah. Right. The first story is uh, The Voice from the Hearth, also from Matthew Dunn. I also read this one out loud to our daughter today <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> to get her to sleep. <laughs> did it work? Uh, it did, yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. It usually does if I start reading or something. <laughs> Yeah, don't take it as a, a judgment, Matthew Dunn. It's not your oh, writing no, no, that no. put her to sleep. She, She's three months old. She just drools a lot and then falls asleep, and that's <laughs> kind of her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah frankly, this is the most action-filled hey, yeah. piece. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you um, want to do it, do you, or I can? I, I can't. I know the second story is really, really long. Um, mm-hmm. So I yeah. can do this one. I don't technically have notes for it, but I think I kind of remember the gist. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a group of people, a tribe of people. Do we know what they were named again? I don't think so. I don't think they ever say even. I yeah, don't we think know. So we either. know who their war mother was. Oh, that's uh, right. But uh, yeah, I don't think or, they uh, were named. Probably allies or, of the Avarosans. Um, yeah, I don't think they were quite Avarosans, but because uh, they mentioned that they're not qu- they're not quite as noble as the Avarosans was kind mm-hmm. of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's this dry- tribe that's led by Olgavana, was her name. Um, that's their war mother. And they seem to be on the run from everyone. <laughs> they're running from the Winter's Claw and uh, the Ursi, right? Is that how you say that? Um, the Ursine. Ursine? They say Ursine, but I like Ursi oh, better. I kind of like Ursine better, way to too. Call them. Maybe that's why my... Oh, it's yeah. Ursine. Um, oh, Ursine God. seems like it should be singular, right? With the Ursine <laughs> being like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, there's an Ursine in the Ursine. <laughs> I saw Ursine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like this next, next parody. Um, anyway, uh, they're also running the Ursine. Those are Volibear's people. They're like half-bear uh, monsters. They're kind of... Uh, knowing that they're going to face the Ursine f- first and that they're going to die immediately <laughs> and that they would rather face uh, Sejuani's people. The, no, not Sejuani's people. The Winter's Claw are... Is that Sejuani? No. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sejuani's people. Uh, they're like, at least we won't die as fast. <laughs> <against her." laughs> uh, but they see a fire far away, so they uh, end up heading in that direction. And Orn comes out of the work L- very descriptive if you really want to know what Orin is like in the world uh lots of lava it melts everything <laughs> around him it singes all their clothes it's like an unbearable heat to be around Orn. and this is kind of a i think also why i was thinking like the living forge made sense because kind mm. of the description given yeah. here like not even necessarily that there's a forge in his chest, but he is just literally just like his body's a forge when he wants it to be. <laughs> yeah. He's just, yeah. he is lava until he's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of comes out of a forge almost, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then he's like, I imagine standing near him is like standing in a forge is kind of what it got to. It's not like a nice, pleasant sauna. It's <laughs> like a an extreme, intense heat that's painful. Yeah. They kind of all... um 
bow down to him, I guess, and they they lay their weapons at his feet, and uh, the true ice weapons melt. Yeah, which is a first which they had never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Orin is you know sees that Volibear's people are coming, so he runs out, kind of single handedly, takes all the Earth sign out until Volibear arrives. They have an epic battle, and uh, you know that ends. And then the next morning, the people who all kind of watched that happen, the earth sign have been turned to stone, which was very cool. They were so heated <laughs> that they turned to stone. Their clothes are all singed now. There's ash everywhere and the winter's claw are coming. So they kind of <laughs> grab their shitty, rusty weapons because they're not true ice anymore. And they cover themselves in ash and they turn around to fight a battle that's going to be very quick as they, I, I assume, lose very <laughs> if the next know. if the followation if the no. fo- if the continuation of this story is to be believed <laughs> you know it's a good question because like at the end there's some notable changes partially in that they it almost seems like they have become hearth blood right and and where the hearth yes. blood were people that are not a fa- they're like uh well they we've, we've run into people like this before i don't remember what they were called who aren't really affected by the cold so they can walk Maybe. around naked Essentially, the iceborn weren't iceborn. as affected by the cold. Yeah, yeah. hearthblood seem yeah. like even better. A heart like heart like, oh my God, hearthblood are better iceborn, <laughs> and that they like at the end of it, like you said, their clothes are singed off, and they don't feel the cold at all. But I guess in my mind, it seemed like Orn's presence even, and I wondered that this was almost like a reference to his passive sort of, is that he kind of inspires and like improves like the he lights a fire within people around him, right? So like Ooh. before the fight, they're sharp. They're talking about oh, we're taking our our plows and we're 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 forging them into weapons, and we're taking our whatever it is like our knitting knives and turning them into mm-hmm. weapons. And the expectation like oh, we're gonna fucking die, but we want to die on our feet. But at the end of it, everyone is like super fucking jacked up. Like they're all naked mm-hmm. and they're smearing like the sign of the ram and ash on their chest, and they're there's like no trepidation. And you know who knows? Like morale is a massive thing when it comes to fighting sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I kind of got the impression that it was still warm because Orin's presence just left the lingering heat. But I do like the idea better that they've they're they're warmed up inside. He's like a cup of hot cocoa. Yeah, well, because because <laughs> one of the one of the people in this in this war party is uh, Legless Kreek from the um, the Dead of Night story with Sejuani and Olaf that we went over the other week. Mm. Um, and we know he survives and is still warm to this day. The only one in Sejuani's uh, retinue that is warm for no reason. You know, I okay, completely forgot I that was him in that. Dead of Night. Yeah. So I guess they did lose that fight because otherwise yes. they would not be a part. <laughs> he would not be with the Winter's Claw. Is he a prisoner with them, or is he just with them now? So here's an interesting thing. I I took a, a snippet of that story as a reminder of how Creek ended up in that party. Um, yeah, his name was Creek, and he'd once been the seer of Olgavana's tribe, farmers and builders who'd refused the call of Sejuani's oh, banner. Fuck. So she had sent Urkath's war claw to wipe them out and take their herds, their furs, their iron, and their salt. The survivors fled up the slopes of a mountain whose summit seethed with a red rock that flows. When Urkoth returned, it was with Kreek on his back, and he'd seemed confused when Sejuani demanded to know why he'd brought them a useless mouth to feed. Urkath claimed the Ursine had driven them from the mountain. Speaking of blade-pierced titans draped in bloodied fur and horns, gaping skulls, and fists that hurled fire, um, and 
in reference to why he took Kriak, he said, the mountain told him to. <laughs> Weird. That's okay. really... Okay. So am I, am I understanding correctly then that the Winter's Claw did not even actually like make contact? Or, or like they must have to get him, but it seems like... Did you say correctly that they were turned away like by the From Ursine? the sounds of it... Yeah, from the sounds of it, the Ursine like must have sent more people or something or had survivors. Uh, the Winter's Claw caught up. Uh, there must have been... They must have either attacked there or like got there after the Ursine attacked. Either way, everyone else seemed to be dead except for Kriak, who, hmm. when they say the mountain told them to, I also assumed that that was probably uh, Orn. Hmm. It was like... Yo, bring this dude back. He's cool. Um, I'm curious <laughs> if there's just a conflict here. Like, um, there is because they don't talk about any soup. <laughs> <laughs> Where's guess. the soup, Riot? Because <laughs> this is um, the soup not... <laughs> I have soup for lunch. <laughs> um, it's an anticipation of Orn. Um, yeah, I don't know, because this is a newer story, uh, newer than Orn's bio, and I am just curious if it's just an accident. There's just a... a but that's, like, a hell of a thing to, like, include in reference, right? Like, it's just, like, it's wild to me that, like, why are there more Ursine? Did they come back? Because it seems like the Winter's Claw arrived, and the Ursine were all gone. So, yeah. I think there's just, um... The other possibility here is that they did win the fight, against the the mm. winter's claw here and then just decided to kind of chill here for a bit now that they're hearth blood they're like all right we'll chill here on this mountain um and the earth sign sent more people to attack you know later at some later point to, to give orn enough time to share his soup obviously sure <laughs> and then at that point sejuani had this also is, sent more people this is just all speculative <laughs> like this is such a reach <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I think it's I, more it's more realistic that this is probably that conflict that's referenced and like there are just tiny pieces that don't necessarily fit because they yeah, were written in different um, times yeah i think it's, it's just oh, god what is the word i'm looking for when you continuity error yes it was mm. just like a continuity problem is all. It's 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 weird. It's interesting to me, like that you would make such a such a specific reference and like yeah. not, not nail the continuity. I would have to like I need to really read the passage from that that Sejuani story because like when you're reading it to me, the way I heard it was almost as if there were survivors of the Ursi who they ran into and so mm. caused them to turn away. But I could not tell you if they even did that, why they would have this legless guy with them. Unless maybe he was like Orn threw him like halfway across the fucking mountain. I don't know. That's still super fucking interesting either way, though. I will say. Maybe well, a they... storm came and swept him up and brought him to Demacia. <laughs> <laughs> Get fucked, old Olaf. You never Lord. know. <laughs> well, they did they did describe the earth sign. So I don't think it's necessarily that like they had run into survivors that the earth sign had uh, had like the earth sign had killed all but a few and then they oh, ran no, into I those mean, few. I mean earth sign survivors as if these were oh, people like oh, earth sign oh, 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 like oh. warriors fleeing from what the the, gotcha. the, the, the devastation, yeah. And who's war, even were warning the winter's claw, don't fucking go there. I don't know, like I said, I got to I'll have to read it. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's still super cool, though. Yeah, it was a neat, yeah. it was a neat, uh, a neat connection there. And I, I will say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run back something I said at the, I think it was the 
the Brom episode? Oh, maybe, shit. Or maybe the Anivia episode? I forget which episode. But I specifically remember that during the... Um, during the next story that we're going to be covering, when they talk about the whole troll tricking Orn with the the ale drinking competition because there was true ice that just continually melted mm. forever and ever. And I was like, I, I made a point then that like one of true ice's whole things, its whole thing is that it doesn't melt. Mm-hmm. So how is it just melting here? But if this other true ice also melted in Orn's presence. Maybe that's just an Orn thing. Maybe it's just yeah. something yeah. Orn does when he gets near True Ice, which I didn't know at the time, and now I do. So I, I rescind my criticism <laughs> of that thing. Yeah, no, sorry, I, Rito. I remember this. It was the Anivia episode. I'm pretty sure because it's something like like is directly said in Anivia's like bio. Because I think that's all she has. <laughs> which is kind of a shame. <laughs> um, and I remember, yeah, we had that exact conflict, and I think I opposed some sort of argument that like, oh, it's different stories, and it's like it's not literal. Um, but I think it's even cooler that Orin does just melt true ice because it is super cool that what's her name, Ogvana, uh, lays the weapon down before him and the shit just melts. And it's like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, we've never seen anything like that. It's pretty cool. It's a really cool yeah. thing for him to just do because he's so fucking hot, you know? <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. We're both horny for Orn. Orny. I really like the story. I will say too. Yeah, um, me, me too. It's yeah. really good. It's like it's it's like the perfect length. Sometimes stories are just way too long or too short to really do much. Um, and and this is, yeah, this was great. And it's I really think, good to read to a three month old. <laughs> high praise. <laughs> I, I think we have we have had problems before of people of um you know someone's color story not being. Uh, through their perspective like someone else telling um mm. their perspective of the color story it totally works here mm-hmm. i feel like it's way cooler to get like a normal person's perspective of a literal god fighting another literal god yeah like that's a way cooler visual than like if we got it yeah. through like Orin's eyes i, I think yeah. being outside of Orin's head is also beneficial in a way, Orn is kind of supposed to be a little bit mysterious. Orn, you know, it's respect for Orn. He's very introverted. He doesn't want <laughs> us in his head, and we should respect that. I'll say I'm not really, I'm generally not a fan of stories about gods or demigods or um, fights between indestructible people. That's why I don't really get into, like, Superman a lot of the times. Um, but I did still find this interesting. Um, it made the fight not quite as interesting once volibear got in the mix i was like okay well they're just gonna slam into each other or whatever demigods do but before then it was cool and they described orn's ult he He did ult (laughs) he did his little pillar pop out of the ground he did his bellows Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i think he did all of his abilities even because i think he even slams into them all um yeah it was pretty good yeah i I even seems to have more he seems to care more about the destruction that happens around him than a lot of those, you know, superhero movies where it's just two and... <laughs> but like, to be fair, there's super- no, like, skyscrapers here. It's the Fraliorni. <laughs> but there are people. There yeah. Are people. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree with what you said, John. It, I think Amumu's short, like, color story was also a good example of that, where, like, that's mm-hmm. a good way to kind of get into these types of characters. Um, I think also it's fine to stay out of Orn's head because, like, you get what he's about and you get some enough insight to know where he's at. Like, I think it's it's a nice detail to have him feel that like an actual guilt like about kind of what happened way back when it kind of plays out again here um 
you know, I get that, like, yeah, when him and Volibear fight, we don't really think that either of them is going to walk away hurt or harmed, but there's still, like, stakes around these people that Orin is trying to protect. And it, and yeah. I think in, in the, the just the quality of the writing, like, the, the scene is, um, it reminds me a bit of, like, that Master Yi story where it's like, man, there's just, like, this massively wild shit happening, and it's it's genuinely cool to read like where or the ash and like smoke from Orn is like clashing with like this thunderstorm of Volibear and like lightning striking into the air. It's, I thought it was pretty fucking cool. I would love to it see is. something like yeah. this depicted. Um, and then there's like tons yeah. of little details throughout it that I love. I love that when they are, um, so they're prepping for the Ursuline to show up and they talk about how like we're going to, was it they going to give the gift of the lamb to our, our elderly and mm. our wounded and the rest of us were da- will dance with the wolf. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I know what that means. That's a really <laughs> subtle way to describe a very dark thing that you're about yeah. to fucking do. The gift of yeah, the I'm glad, lamb. I'm glad we did Kindred first. That's just a good, that's a good line. The gift yeah, of the lamb. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. When very you good. like understand Kindred's lore. Yeah. yeah. Or I like Orn, like like you said, that whole scene where Orn is like coming out of this forge, this melting, is it's it's a great description of him. I like that there's like lava that's flowing out and it just forms into his his beard and that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, like twists. So, was, you can you can really see the cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I I did enjoy it. And I like the idea. I mean, people in the Freljord have likely been here their whole lives. They've never felt real warmth, true warmth. Mm. And like I think they even like exclaim at some point like I never thought I'd see this. Like, oh my god, you know, like they're all like <laughs> amazed by this lava and this heat and the melting snow melted you know like (laughs) it's just not something that they've ever witnessed before yeah i think i can it's it's an interesting place for him to be definitely i think there's a line where it's like i i think this is it where he's he's talking about like it's describing him and he's like gets super hot and then he just gets hotter and it's just like (laughs) It's like it impresses upon you, like no, it's it is so unbearably hot. Just even looking at him or being around him, mm-hmm. I really, I just really enjoyed like the writing throughout it. Like you, like you said, the start it's super um, uh, descriptive, but a more a better word for that, you know, vivid visual, vivid. That's it. Yeah, vivid. yeah, it is really vivid, <laughs> visceral. Uh, it, it is. It's almost like when you stand a little too close to the bonfire and you're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I what assume a, that's what, what they're... a tame. <laughs> it's like when you stand a little too close to the bonfire and you're like, oh no. They're talking about their clothes being burnt off. Yeah. You <laughs> never got close to the bonfire and you're like, oh no, my clothes. <laughs> my flesh. <laughs> I just, it's that's our real ver- version of it. Yeah, that's I as mean, close as we'll get. Hopefully. Every, I know. <laughs> hopefully. I don't want to meet more. Um, anyway. Yeah, props all around. Story. Yeah, that's a great story. Mm-hmm. You killed did, it, I, Dunn. Yeah, I guess Matthew Dunn did all of Orn's stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well so, done. <laughs> oh. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> you know, I think he did Kindred, and that's why he's got that great Kindred, kindred line. Mm. He, he remembered his own work. Good catch. Good <laughs> I mean, you still got to give him credit because we see a lot of people who don't remember their own work. I want to fucking tell Honest, you. It's, that's me. Was, I took a few months off of a novel I'm writing and I'm like, what the fuck is this thing who about? Who are these fucking know. people? Who are these fucking people? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we, I remember we talked about this briefly with Anivia. Um, it's nice to get into it wholly because it's it's not about Anivia; it's about Orn. And it, yeah, it's called <laughs> "The Lost Tales of Orn" uh, by Matt Dunn, obviously. Um, and the context for it is that it is a storyteller who is telling stories about Orn to a bunch of children, um, you know, around a campfire at night in the Freljord. And so uh, she is just kind of going through and telling them different tales. And the first one is about, it's, it's almost like a creation myth for the Freljord. It talks about how Orn, I think Orn just wanted to fight and he was looking for, <laughs> and the trees were too weak. They kept snapping and he was trying to find something to fight and he punched a mountain and the mountain did not yield. And so Orn was like, ah. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so he just fought the land for a bit, and he, it, through fighting, you know, created the Frail Yard as we know it. And I think afterwards he congratulated the land on a good fight, and the land in turn opened up its heart to him. And that's how he has access to the the fire that's at the core mm-hmm. of the earth, right? Now let's uh, not mince words on how he created this land. Very specifically, uh, <laughs> he headbutted mountains from the plains and... Pounded down John. deep valleys. Orn would never John, fuck. The, I just. <laughs> Orn would never fuck the valleys. <laughs> he would never fuck the valleys. After that line, John wrote, Teehee. You know, you <laughs> gotta stop giving away my note. I love it. Well, stop writing dumb insight. shit in them, John. <laughs> Do you understand the next reference in my notes? Well, let me see. Um, for fire is the truth. Nope, above oh, that. Oh, above that. Big Buster Little Valley Energy. Big Buster Little Valley. Are you No. Are you I don't get it. Are you saying like No, I I, I have so, an idea uh, that's too crude. <laughs> so uh I don't know how many of y'all know this, but when I worked at Disney uh-huh. Part of my job, because, uh, you know, we worked on their online MMOs, and a lot of them, since they were for kids, you couldn't pick your own name because they were afraid of people picking inappropriate names that kids would see. So instead, they had name pickers, where you'd have, like, four columns. You'd choose a word from each column to build a name, and it was all supposed to be uh, all kid-friendly stuff. Part of our job was to go through that name picker and s- think of the most inappropriate <laughs> names that we could build out of these kid-friendly yeah. terms. John, what was your uh, what was your Toontown name again? My Toontown name was Fat Droopy Purple Noodle. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and my Pixie Hollow name was Buster Little Valley. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was reading it as Big Buster. Like, that was the word. And then I was uh, thinking okay. of... I, I thought it was an Arrested Development. I was thinking you might, yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Buster Little Valley. Okay, I still wouldn't have remembered your Pixie Hollow name from why. several years before I met you. That's, That's the so weird. about like thirteen years ago. <laughs> your Pixie Hollow name. I'm so sorry I don't remember that about you, hon. My coworker's Pixie Hollow name was uh, Elk Hawk Breath, which <laughs> 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 when put together. No, you get it. Anyway. Can tell us more tales from the Orn, Mark. Oh, yes. This is the one I read to, to my baby, by the way. But I had to stop by, like, story oh. four because my, my yeah. voice was giving out. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah. During this, during this whole thing, there are little interims in between each story where she is, like, the children are like, oh, tell us more. And she's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. You know, she goes on. Um, the second one is about how snow came into the frail yard. And it used to be that there was no snow in the frail yard. It was just a cold, dry, shitty place. Um, but Orn... <laughs> Made himself a big ass fucking house, and but he unfortunately made it with trees made from Anivia's favorite perching trees, and so she's like, "I'm gonna show him." 
Uh, so she goes to his house. Oh, I thought you were going to say shit, like like she's a bird, so she was going to go shit on his house or something. You know? like, that'd be a good revenge, too. <laughs> yeah, right? What do you think of Nivea's... Uh, well, that's a trivia. Right? I was we'll ju- uh, Mark, I was about to ask the same fucking question. What do you think like Anivia I mean, shits out on people's heads? Well, I was going to say, like, we have this whole story about how like snow came to be, but it's all bullshit. Snow is literally just Anivia shitting. That's what that's what they won't tell you. They're too afraid to so tell Anivia's you. So Anivia is just flying over all the time. All day. <laughs> She's a, as gassy as our baby. <laughs> just constant farts <laughs> leaking out of Anivia. <laughs> We're I mean, never going to get through Tales of the <laughs> It's fine. It's a long, it's a really long story. It is essentially five short stories in, in it is. one one thing. Um, what happened? Oh, yeah. So she goes to his house. She tickles him with her feathers and he sneezes. And because he's orange, he's got fire in his belly. So he just sets his whole fucking house on fire. And Anivia, I don't know if she was like trying to put it out. Or I think she's just trying to get away. She just starts flapping away. And of course, it just makes things worse. And the whole house goes up in a, in a blaze. Um Womp womp. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> so I'm trying to remember. Like that's the only thing I don't have. My my notes are pretty loose on this. Um, I know that he it's digs okay. a trench. Uh, oh, okay. So here's the thing, right here. The 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 the, the, yes. the whole twist of this one is that he had made his house right and was like, ah, oh, this is good. Um, and then the house burned down, and he the, what he took from it was that, oh, I complimented my work, and this is what happened. I'm never going to do that shit again. I'm just going to let the work speak for itself. Um, so he decides he's going to make a new home, and the one thing he wants from it is that it should not be flammable. So, so he digs. He decides <laughs> to go live in the mountain, and he digs a trench. The seal sister helps fill it and um, specifically help cool all of the fire that's at the heart of the mountain with the, the water from the sea. And the sea itself descends a few inches um, from all the fire in there. And all the ash from that goes up in the sky... Uh, all the steam rather goes up in the sky and that's just fills the, the sky with clouds. It's another like kind of creation myth. Um, and, and those clouds burst into snow and there's so much water <laughs> that that's why there's still snow in the frail yard. So that's the second. Now, one. uh, now let's not mince words here about <laughs> his home. <laughs> he called his home the majestic horn hall. Because you need a good horn hal if you're going to be pounding those deep valleys. Are you? Is this is this going to happen for every <laughs> what story? What I like about these, I know, uh, <laughs> these stories really do feel like like stories you tell a kid, mm-hmm. like an old folk, folklore that you'd you know, the, like the fire and Anivia. She tried to fly away, but her wings made wind and it made the fire worse. There's <laughs> <laughs> big little sister energy too, with yeah. with her like. <laughs> Ne- she, she she vowed never to tell Orn yeah, <laughs> why yeah. his house burnt down. I think As a little sister, I would have done that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, though, Rebecca, because there's even parts when, like, dur- obviously I'm summarizing this shit, but during the storytelling, the our storyteller will kind of tell it like you would tell a story, you know, and be like, I think there's mm-hmm. a one later on where they're talking about a gross troll, and she'll be like, his nose was, like, bulbous and bleh. Ew, you know, <laughs> just like shit that you like, <laughs> where you expect the kids to all kind of react. You know, um, it it really reads that way, and I really liked reading this. That's why, again, that's why I was telling it to a baby because it's like, oh, I can, <laughs> I can mimic this storyteller. You know, um, yeah. One thing about this though is that when he did decide to build his house in the in the mountain, 
I mean, one of the big reasons that he had to big the dig the trench to bring the water in was because it was too hot. And let me remind you, this bitch is lava. <laughs> this bitch is lava. <laughs> yeah, they do say it was too hot even for Orn, which is a good, like, I guess that was really yeah, fucking that's... hot. I don't know. How hot is it? <laughs> I got nothing. So hot. What's the deal? He's going to pound that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. We got to so... get. He's so orny. Randy. Story number three. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, there hasn't been a single Ram joke in all this, John. I'm really, I'm honestly, I'm a little disappointed now. Because that's that's, no, lo, that's low hanging fruit. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's too. That's yeah, too, but pounding. That's too crude. <laughs> yeah, I would never. Too this crass. is a child friendly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, third story. The third story is essentially kind of telling the tale of the three sisters, and they kind of come to him asking for help. And the first sister, who I think is supposed to be Cyrilda, uh, the one with war and like conquest in her heart, is like, "Hey, there's a bunch of enemies. There are evil creatures that stalk us, and we want to destroy them." Uh, but Orin does not help. Orin is like, that sounds like a problem that is not mine. And just kind of, <laughs> in a, so few words, tells her to fuck off. Uh, what a sec- mood. Right? Uh, the second <laughs> sister, who I think is supposed to be Avarosa, shows up and she's got hope and, like, I don't know, optimism in her heart. And she's like, okay, well, uh, our enemies are, like, watching us and shit, so can you dig a big trench and we'll put them in there. We will deal with our own problem. And Orin agrees, but mostly because he was going to big a dig a big trench anyway and the spot that they want it seems like a good enough spot uh so he does it uh he digs the big trench and um, horrible howls come up from it i wonder where this might be (laughs) and then the third sister like years later the third sister comes to him for help and it talks about how you know across time war with their enemies has clearly uh, affected them and the third sister says i want you to build a bridge because the uh the, the trench you dug was so big that we cannot build a bridge across it. And Orin's a little suspicious because she has the stink of magic on her. And magic makes <laughs> good things weak. Uh, but he's willing and he builds the bridge. And then the second sister, Avarosa, feels a little bad about the third sister's lie. Because they don't just want the bridge. What they want is the third sister, Lysandra, to go through and cast all sorts of weird incantations on it to bind their enemies down in the Howling Abyss. Uh, and Orn was ex- absolutely correct. All of that magic did fuck up the bridge, and it will eventually crumble, but it'll happen across a really long time scale, uh, so nobody really seems to notice. That's almost literally what they say um, in the story. <laughs> it'll just happen across a long time. Um, and yeah, I think this is also where, doesn't he throw his tools, like he throws his, his trowel like to the e- the west, and he throws his eating fork to the east, <laughs> he doesn't throw his hammer because he loves it too much. <laughs> so, John, it's just, okay, so in the middle of your notes, okay, I yeah. haven't read the context yet, but it just popped out to me. The words, 300 hot dogs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let me, okay. And I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I was about to get. Okay. So, um, so the quote f- for the record for this is, uh, Orn, meanwhile, realized he did not like people asking him favors and threw his spade as far to the west as he could. Where it landed, no one knows, and its fate is lost to darkness. Then he turned east and threw his favorite eating fork as far as he could. It landed in the Great Sea. So, like, yeah, 
the spade, I guess. Somebody literally just asked him to dig a trench. You don't want to do favors for someone? Yeah, throw away the spade. But who the fuck was asking Orn favors that required his eating fork? Because <laughs> they were like, yo, Orn, can you eat 300 fucking hot dogs for my YouTube channel? Thanks. <laughs> I would watch that. He would cook them so fast. Right? <laughs> They're like raw as they uh, go in so and they fast. cook as they get into his mouth. Yeah. Oh, oh my shit. god! It like cooks that. on the cooking way. and digesting simultaneously. I love like a story now where children are all making s'mores just around Orn. Oh, oh that would be pretty s'mores. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that should be his next snowdown skin. Oh my god! Riot, you're fucking welcome, <laughs> s'mores. That's some literally more. the best skin you've ever, we've ever come up with right now. <laughs> I think this is a pretty good one. This is a good it's one. Really yeah, good. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my right, God, this year, I think it's too late for this year. They probably already did them, mm, but next yeah. year. Next year, Riot, please. I, I really want to see. showed up at World so much. It's perfect. <laughs> um, another interesting fact about this is that that fork is now held by the head of the Marai as their trident. Yeah, yeah. It says the Mer King found it. Oh, my God. That's so cool. <laughs> it is cool, actually. I do like... I like the idea that someone's just holding someone's fork. Right. Like he mm. used to. What did he eat with that? Orn only eats soup. What was he using a fork for? Maybe He's that's really why he only eats soup it. now. I mean. His fork he, is gone. Yeah. <laughs> He's bad at soup. <laughs> I was it thinking, like, He's like, oh, I lost my fork. I only got, I, I guess it's now soup I have now. to do soup. I have to eat soup. <laughs> I think oh. it's in They're, this story, too, that they mentioned that. Is it almost like. They come to him, the sisters come to him with star metal. Is that kind of the big deal? Is it? Yes. Yeah. Which I don't know what exactly um, that's in reference to. The, it's, yeah, it's from, yeah, it seems like it's from sort of some comet or some shit, probably from some shit that Aurelian soul hurled into the earth. Mm. Um, <laughs> but he builds the, that's what his hammer is built out of. Yeah. Now. Um, and it builds perfect things. Um, you know, which is why the Howling Abyss, if not tainted with magic, would have stood forever. Because... It also built me. <laughs> oh. Yes, it did. <laughs> Thanks, I like a quote here, too, that said, if you had heard the Abyss howl, you would have thought it wise that no one climbed down to measure its depth. But luckily, <laughs> there will be a staircase here soon that people will ignore in favor of climbing the wall. Hey, <laughs> they don't ignore it. Lissandra just keeps that little dirty secret to herself. <laughs> Oh man! Um, this is my staircase. <laughs> but yes, that hammer, that hammer building perfect things is an important thing to note for the next story. Take it away. Oh sure, yeah. Um, this one's the so so. I think they they go on. And they want one more story for the night, and the storyteller only agrees to tell it if all the children agree to not be fussy like my baby currently is being, uh, and to sleep <laughs> and to uh, do their chores without complaining the next day. And she tells it, and it's about the troll in the ram door, and it's essentially about how a troll named Grubgrack, who's the ugliest troll, and you can always tell that the uglier a troll is, the more clever and lucky and whatever they are, um, more cunning they are. <laughs> Grubgrack the hideous. Uh, he goes to Orn and says, oh. hey, I need a door to c keep thieves away from my gold, and Orn is not interested. Um, but the troll kind of, like, finagles his way in and is like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll do a drinking contest, and if I win... You make me that door, and if you win, I'll give you ten barrels of troll mead. It's a family recipe. Uh, but Grubgrack tricks Orn by putting some true ice in the cask. So when they're drinking, even though Orn is, has never lost a drinking contest, finds that he just cannot finish this cask because the true ice is melting continuously and refilling the cask. 
So this makes so much more fucking sense now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. But Orin is as good as his word. He makes the door, uh, and Grubgrack is like, "Ha ha, got my shit." Also, I need to go count my fucking gold. Uh, so he goes to go count his gold and finds he cannot get into the door. It is too strong to break open. <laughs> uh, his breath, he tries to like destroy it with his nasty ass troll breath and it doesn't do anything to it and he can't even get the hinges off the mountain itself. And so he goes back to Orin and says, what the fuck? And Orin's like, well, I was true to my word. I made you a door that would keep thieves out and you know, time is more valuable than gold and you stole my fucking time. Uh, so essentially you're a thief and you're not getting in. Son, it will last longer than the mountain that it's attached to, essentially. Orn, you are immortal. <laughs> to value your time that highly. A little stingy. <laughs> Those 30 minutes are so important to me. Maybe they drink. Did you see that intricate ram work? Yeah. Maybe they drank for, like, I think On it's that yeah, door? making the door. Like, Took forever. Is, is more of a big oh, okay. in the ass. Sorry, yeah. Mark. You, you keep trying to say something. And... It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know. It don't matter. It does matter. I'll cut everything. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say at this point. <laughs> maybe the drink. Uh, no. I, I was going to say maybe they were drinking for like, you know, seven days and seven nights. That's a very classic oh. like storytelling line mm. to have. That's true. But yeah. I don't think so. I think, like John said, he just really worked his ass off on that door. <laughs> All right. few things I love about this story. Number one, oh. uh, when when the troll came, it said, uh, like to, to Orn, it said, Orn dismissed his guest, but Grubgrack stuck out his foot to stop the door from closing. Orn did not want the troll's bunion-covered toes ruining the paint, so he let the creature go in. <laughs> now, I was already imagining Orn as like an Animal Crossing player with all his building and terraforming that's happening here. <laughs> but like the fact that he let this fucking random ass troll into the house of a demigod just because he didn't want to ruin his paint job. Fucking love that for him. Orin would have loved Animal Crossing. <laughs> that would, oh my God. That would be great. He's all hunched over a little like switch or whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> it's melting as he's trying to paint. <laughs> He just throws it to the side. There's just a pile of them. He just picks up another one. (laughs) I do not like this Tom Nook. Like I'm I'm loving it. (laughs) But it says that even that troll tries to strip the paint off the door with his breath. So it's like a genuine concern. (laughs) So there's another part of this story that I thought was particularly interesting. It said, uh, Grub... Grubrack replied, and his smile warped one of the hearth home's pillars. (laughs) Now, is Grubrack the most powerful mage in the world? Because we just talked about how anything he made with that hammer would last forever. And this this bitch smiles at it and warps it? I mean... That's troll magic, man. It, it may be genuine <laughs> troll magic. Is like because that's something they say is like the uglier, more fucked up they are, like maybe they genuinely are more powerful. I almost kind of like that. Like the like the ugliest fucking troll in the world has the most magic. <laughs> so I must be very powerful, honey. <laughs> You're like waffling between you. like like right. I know, right? I was like, I'm troll. perfection. Orin created me with his hammer. Also, I'm busted as hell. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, this one's a lot How of fucking stoked. Do you think Rub Rack was when Brom took the door off that mountain? <laughs> I don't know. That's no, is that's he still a, alive? Yeah, that's like the thing. That's the real question. Is like, how did that troll boy get in in the first place in the, <laughs> the Brom story? And how did Brom? Yeah. Well, Brom punched through the mountain, which is like okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but how did that troll get sure. in? Yeah, <laughs> obvious. That makes sense. <laughs> that I accept. But how did the troll boy get in there? <laughs> I'll accept. You know what? It, 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 I will accept that Brom could not destroy the door, but could destroy the mountain. But how did that yeah, troll yeah, yeah, boy get, get in there? Maybe that was the real treasure after all. And Horn's like a massive dick. Like there's a little troll boy. Oh in my there. god! <laughs> it was his son. It was his son. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that was his treasure. His gold was his little boy with his golden troll and he wanted hair. To protect his boy. <laughs> well, I'm glad Aww. he survived at least. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he just I'm, ate the gold that was there. <laughs> Oh, man. oh, there was also gold. I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So those are the four stories. All the other children go to sleep, but there is one last child who stays awake who who seems to not be into it and talks about how like those stories aren't real. And it is specifically a legless boy, um, one who they mm. had picked up and who our storyteller even specifically could not leave behind because they're, you know, the one Freljord is shitty, but they are not. You know, they're not the winter's claw. Um, so they, and the, the legless boy is kind of saying it seems like these stories are made up or have been changed to help us go to sleep. Um, and the storyteller is kind of saying, okay, I have one more story about Orn. Um, and I think you've seen enough shit to tell it to you. And so she starts telling him about it. It's like She says like one that she wasn't even told until she says blossomed into womanhood. I guess just the point being that you kind of have to, this isn't a story for kids necessarily. Mm-hmm. She starts telling mm-hmm. it to him, to him. Um, and it's essentially about the hearth blood that we kind of heard. It's kind of from the bio um, where, you know, there's a tribe of followers that start following Orn. And even though he's outwardly gruff and ornery uh, and <laughs> doesn't really give them compliments on the inside, he is kind of proud of them and admires all the work they do for mortals. Right. But this gives us insight into, yeah, Volibear showing up with his Ursine. And what he wants is he wants weapons and armor for a war that he's going to do. And Orin tells him no in, in, in just one word. No. Nope. <laughs> <And laughs> he gets uh, a newspaper. He smacks him on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking stop. Um, stop. But Volibear is kind of a little more cunning. He knows his brother. And he kind of can... He A is like, well, I'm just going to take what I want anyway. But more importantly, he can, he can kind of see that Orin cares for the hearth blood. Um, and so he kind of baits Orn into a fight, and this is exactly what Volibear wants. And so they fight for like eight days, I think it says. And at the end of it all, Jesus. and at the end of it all, the Hearthblood are 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 toast. Uh, they're flesh. They're dead. <laughs> um, they become smorn. <laughs> Orn mourns them, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, anymore. I just want to. I I wasn't going to say this, but I think I'll regret it. Earlier, I said poor Orn, and I was trying to think of a way to combine those words, <laughs> but it's just porn. <laughs> but I'm glad I got that Easy. off my chest, because I've just been thinking about it the whole time. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to unburden yourself. Thanks. Well, John has not helped. B- b- Borden. Well, of his talk what? of pounding valleys. I know. This, He's a I'm, dirty boy. I'm just reading from no, the text. honey. The fact that y'all can't read no. between the lines a little bit. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> Orin goes silent. He, um, I guess a little detail at the end is that like the storyteller says every now and then smoke comes up 
from it and it people say that it's Orin working in his forge which is kind of leads us back into that first story that we went over um because legless crazy whatever his name was creek mm. um kind of pushed them all to go because he saw that smoke and so like we can yeah. kind of assume you know yeah oh interesting and the very last bit the kind of because again in between stories we see kind of what's actually going on with the storyteller and we see that she herself is a hearth blood she is standing on the snow and feels no cold beneath her bare feet Mm. yeah so there's some truth to what she's saying or something like that she's got a little bit more of an insight than the your average storyteller maybe Mm -hmm. i love snow and i love this idea that if i could just find orn (laughs) <laughs> I could just hang out in the snow forever and never be cold. You would hate that so much because you'd be so hot all the time. But maybe I wouldn't be bothered by the heat anymore. See, oh, I hate yeah. being hot because it makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it would be different if I was a hearth blood. <laughs> the grass is always dead Burn. around the other side. Singed. <laughs> <laughs> the grass is always singed on the other side. All right. Well, that's, a, that's canon Orn. Yeah, and he's mentioned a few other places that he's not starring in. So uh, we mentioned Dead of Winter by Graham McNeil, where uh, old Orn's soup pot um, is mentioned, brought to you by uh, Kreek, the true hero of all of Orn's stories. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's also in A Good Day by Anthony Reynolds Lenné. Uh, this one is starring Vrina, a scar mother of the Winter's Claw, and a Legends of Runeterra card. Oh. Uh, one of her hunting party, Shiverbones, consults totems. <laughs> Of all three gods. Yep. Uh, That sounds like the name of a skeleton on Halloween. A pirate skeleton, right? Oh, yeah. Shiver me bones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so so they are doing divination um, with totems of the old gods. And this includes the seal sister and the two-headed raven. Mm. Um, And we've got Silence of the Damned by Odin Austin Schaefer. Is this a sequel to Silence of the Lambs? Yes, it is. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) this is a sedge udir and volley story where udir transforms into the spirit of the ram to fight one of the ursine because the ursine are sworn enemies of the ram Mm. um then we've got eye of the abyss by anthony reynolds lenny which is the story of lasandra's followers climbing down the howling abyss to check the true ice prison and getting attacked by void creatures it's just kind of mentioned like oh orin built this um (laughs) (laughs) sounds just like that And then we've got The Relentless Storm, which is the Voli bio, also by Anthony Reynolds Lenné and Rayla Hyde, which is kind of the same story as Orn's, but from Voli's point of view. And we find out that he specifically, the reason he requested the weapons was because he wanted to fight the three sisters. Um, It also says he was wearing armor that Orn made specifically for him as they were very close, which is not the read I got on the relationship from Orn's story. Um, but Maybe then, they were one day. But know? then after the fight with Orn, he discarded the armor, which is also different um, than the story where Voli just shows up, sees the armor on Orn's wall, and is like, mine, mine, mine. <laughs> yeah. I think this was like a symbolic S- thing. because Middle like, child behavior for me. Right? <laughs> like, Volibear historically, before his rework, was the armored bear. He wore armor. That was kind of his big thing. That was the whole reason they wanted, they wanted like, a... Um, I forget what's his name from Golden Compass, like a Yorick mm. from Golden Compass mm. Armored Bear. So I think this was like a a metaphorical him shedding the armor of his old lore, and they uh. wanted to fit that in there somewhere. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, I think there's even a line in this thing about how I don't know. It, it like you said, it reads like as though they've never spoken before, almost for being brothers. <laughs> Before. It says they very rarely, it was like, oh, this was a visit from Voli, which was very uncommon. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I like, don't get me wrong, I like the metaphorical thing you're going with, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no old lore on this one, like we mentioned. Um, and then there's a few cinematics. Yeah. Uh, the call... Uh, well, we'll start actually with the part, the path to Hearth Home, which was the Orn Champion teaser, which we talked about in the Nunu episode, which is the story of Orn sung by Nunu's mother, Leica. Yeah, it's almost like um, I don't even know if it's like the story of him so much as it's just like it reads as though another little, another little story, little tale of like here's how to find Orn currently, right? Like it's almost literally the path to Hearth Home, right? And there is an interesting, interesting tidbit about this story because it's it's sung in um, essentially like ancient Freljordian, um, which it resembles a lot of kind of the um, Celtic languages. Um, mm-hmm. But it is essentially like a, a made up language that they're that they're singing it in, which meant that when it came to localization, they actually localized it in different languages and. It uh, it translates differently in every language. No so every shit. language it translates into tells a slightly different story. That is, that's fucking cool. I did kind of get yeah. the I got the like ancient Freljordian thing because when you listen to it, like these are the lyrics that are also his theme, um, and you read along with the story. Every now and then there'll be a word that sounds really similar. Like say the word is like snow. The, the lyric will sound kind of like the word snow, although not one-to-one. And then the rest of it's kind of gibberish. And then Orn is always Orn, right? And there's other pieces of music. Like uh, if you ever played like the Nier games, all of the music for that has, is lyric. And I know with that they did a very similar thing where they're like, we're making up languages for these lyrics, but they have meaning to them so that when the singer is singing it, they know what they're, they're singing. Um, but you know what I love even better is that this is almost like what's going on in the lore being pulled into the real world. And then you've got these different little stories that are slightly different <laughs> between the different cultures. And it's like, Oh, that's fucking cool. I like yeah, that. This is a very interesting idea. I love that they did that. Yeah. Dope. Um, and we've got the call, which is the 2022 cinematic where we see Orn getting ready to fucking rumble, making weapons and shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we've got a new journey which was inspired by the true story of Michelle, a university <laughs> student and League of Legends player who joined a team and joined the fight. Season 2019 of League of Legends starts now. It's on. Neat. It's like an Fuck anime yeah. opening. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he shows up in the Galaxies and the Rise of the Elements uh, trailers for TFT seasons. This was before they were making like really cool cinematics. So this is just kind of like using a lot of in-game graphics and stuff, but he shows up there. And uh, <clears throat> we got a few quotes. Quick quotes from Orn. It's your game, or are these separate? This one, this is before game, but okay. the game is on its way. Okay. Uh, one of his quotes: "I taught Doran everything he knows." Oh yeah. Our boy, our boy Orn, apparently uh, taught taught Doran how to forge. Was he a Hearthblood? Who knows? That's Maybe. a good question. Um, he also. <laughs> <laughs> He has a he has a quote that's like 
anvil time, which was like, you know, a, a clear kind of you can't touch this reference, which I find extra funny because he's also carrying around Why? a hammer at no. all times. <laughs> I guess maybe like they associate the hammer with Jace more, but. Uh, I, 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 I like it. That, that is his dance, too. I think Jace's dance is yeah, the is. MC Hammer Hammer. I like it almost as like a, a weird anti joke. <laughs> it's like it's right. so stupid That's that you kind of like it. Like Orn like vaguely knows about the song Hammer Time, but he confused it a little. It's like your parent trying to make like a a reference to something. And then he has a quote: uh, "I broke my beard," which is a Simpsons reference. Oh, I would not have gotten that. No, I don't Mark's remember it. Hard. I, I like the Simpsons was, a lot, uh, but it was. Uh, do you know? You remember Jasper? one of grandpa's friends oh yeah 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 grandpa gets in a car accident and jasper comes out it's like i broke my beard i think he's got another jasper quote where he's like that's a doesn't he say like that's a he doesn't say that's a a paddling he says like that's a clobbering or something like that Uh, (laughs) it's clobbering time warren's a huge simpsons head (laughs) (laughs) what a simp nut (laughs) 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 that was pretty good it's your first good joke tonight Oh, that was Holy so I have had back to back to back <laughs> fucking bangers. How dare you? <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, are you guys ready for this game? Yes. John has not stopped talking about it, so I have to answer first because we assume, Mark, that you have read Orange quotes, and I have not. a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this is a little game I like to call. Ron Swanson or Orn. Ooh, shit, I can't believe I didn't think about that. John was trying to give me hints. Is like this is a character, like this is something you know, this is something you're familiar with. And I was trying to think of who could Orn sound like. Ron Swanson's perfect. Mm. All right, now don't look at the screen. Okay, <coughs> I'll look over here. All right, there are twelve quotes here. Okay, and I re- I really had to narrow that down. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, it's gonna be so hard. You remind me of a young me who's less impressive. I'm going to say Orn. I, fe- I, I want to say Ron Swanson. We'll keep it. I, I feel like that was my gut. This one is Orn. Fuck me. Yes. Okay, well, I, I quit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever you want, the answer is go away. I'm gonna say Orn again. I, I again, I feel like Ron Swanson. That is Orn again. Wow, I, got, I'm, I am off. I have no fucking idea who anybody is. Uh, the last time I ate a plant was never. Ron Swanson. This one I know is Orn. That oh, okay. is a third Orn. Okay. The less I know about other people's affairs, the happier I am. Are these all Orn? Um, <laughs> I'll say Ron again, though. This one, I'm going to go Ron again. That one is Ron. Okay. Okay. I now like you less. I did not think that was possible. Hmm. Oh, Ron. This one I also think is Orn. I think I know this one. That one is Orn. Nice. Don't start chasing applause and acclaim. That way lies madness. Ron. I'm going to go Ron, too. That one is Ron. Okay. 
Okay. Whatever this drink is made of, it is working. Ron. I'm going to say Ron. That's Orn, baby. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I think he has a very close quote in this, uh, the snake. The sna- oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, snake uh, juice, right? Yeah. Or whatever. If any of you need anything at all, too bad. I'm going to go Ron again. I know I said Ron for the last one. Yeah, I, li- I like Ron for that one, too. That one is Ron. Okay. I don't know what you do, and I don't care. Orn. I like Orn for that. That one is Orn. <laughs> I've seen sturdier sandcastles. Ron, I think. I feel like Ron, because he doesn't have any like beach skins, as I'm aware <laughs> that one is Orn. Oh, Fuck okay. me. Shit. I'd wish you the best of luck, but I believe luck is a concept created by the weak to explain their failures. So Ron definitely has a quote about luck, so I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't know if that's the exact one or not, though. So I'll say Ron. I think it's Ron because I think Orn has a, a quote that is also really similarly about luck, <laughs> about how it's like failure or something like that, but I think it's Ron. That one is Ron. Okay. And final one. One rage every three months is permitted, but try not to hurt anyone who doesn't deserve it. Orn. Uh, I'm going to go Ron. That one is Ron Swanson. Oh, three months is weird. I should have said mm. Orn for that one. Or Ron for that one. Now, That's there, fun. That's there, were, there were so many good quotes here. So, like, Orn has a few more that just have such Ron energy. Uh, I do not need company, only a wall to keep out company. Backbreaking labor is life's greatest pleasure. The architecture here is not wholly terrible. <laughs> Something you should know about me is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's a little introvert. <laughs> the work is the reward, and build it again correctly. Oh, that's such a Ron Swanson quote. And then Ron has the following quotes. Literally everything is a weapon. <laughs> I would rather bleed out than sit here and talk about my feelings. Put some alcohol in your mouth to block the words from coming out. <laughs> when I eat, it is the food that is scared. That and I if remember. it doesn't have meat, it is a snack. <laughs> Man, I wonder if I, that was a genuine inspiration. I desperately would like an orange Swanson. Right? It's the same <laughs> three right fucking now. letters. It just re just rearranged. Yeah. Please, someone draw orange Swanson. I would just orange? be so excited. Orange Swanson. And fucking s'mores. Like, and s'mores. s'mores yeah. <laughs> We're doing s'mores. the Lord's work today. <sighs> that was good, hun. Yeah, yeah really that's, good. that's canon award. Nice. Yeah, that's a, that a really good pickup. And yeah, I like Orn. Yeah, I like him yeah, too. He's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I normally don't like, I feel like, because I didn't like Anivia. Her lore I was mean. boring as hell, but I guess Anivia's <laughs> lore was just, you know orns if they do <laughs> i know we just read the orange stuff if they did anivia like orange could you imagine mm. just the opposite like where she is everything is frigid and cold and true ice is formed that's so cool yeah um and then vola bears there i don't know i assume anivia and orange seem like good opposites to each other maybe that's why vola bears so mad <laughs> He's like, where do I fit in here? Right. Actually, it does it does say that he's mad uh, in in his or I think it was in this one that we find out that he's just mad about uh how 
much Orin's followers like him. Yeah, <laughs> they're like wait, true. he doesn't even have to like threaten him or anything. They just like huh. they just chill with him because they like him. Fuck yeah. that! I'm gonna trick him into killing all of them. <laughs> oh my jelly. god! I know it's it's kind of dark. Kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I feel like Orn will be the best, like, example of one of these, like, mythical, legendary stories about them champions. We'll see. I could be wrong, Um, but I think so. Yeah, it's probably a safe bet. Mm -hmm. It was well done. Mm -hmm. That that one was unintentional. Matt Dunn. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was something I was like, because Orn cooks shit? Or, like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Also works. <laughs> All right. So he has two AUs. He's only like. got two AUs. He's got uh, Eclipse and Elderwood first. <laughs> so no Star Guardian. No Star Guardian Pentakill. yet. <laughs> uh, long He's ago. About to have a space Groove skin, though. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. We'll have to do a revisit episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> long ago, an order of monastic knights slew the vile gods of the old world using esoteric powers granted by the moon and sun. Now the world has grown dark and violent as those selfsame deities prepare their return, challenged only by the light of the eclipse. This one's Elderwood Orn, a truly ancient shaper of the Elderwood and keeper of divine knowledge. Beings who tended the trees and directed the rivers are rare in this time of fell magic and endless twilight, yet Orn continues on, stubbornly clinging to what remains of the old way. And then he's part of Thunderlord, set in a divine setting, where each of the champions are godly Thunderlords. And this one is Thunderlord Orn. (laughs) (laughs) In an age before man, King Orn ruled the craggy Southlands, and he was as rocky and lifeless as they were. It is said that that, uh, he weathered an endless siege from his brother, the great King Volley, and that the blood they spilled sprouted grass and trees and animals, even as they became like beasts themselves. This is weird. This is almost just like the the normal Orn <laughs> right. setup, except he's Classic also thundery. AU. Yeah, but thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the space groove Orn? By the way, Splash. I didn't. Oh, oh my fuck, god, it's adorable. It. it looks like he's made of gummy bears. He looks like a. He looks like a rabid. <laughs> he oh. looks like Orn oh. if, if you played any of the Mario Rabbit games. But less gross. <laughs> it makes me think of like Ivorn almost. I don't know. At least in the splash a little. Ivorn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's their ship name. <laughs> they love each other from afar because he would set Ivorn on yeah. fire. <laughs> I love that they not speak its name, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've got a, a few fun facts. I'll lay him down. Lay him. Lay him on me. Uh, number one, uh, Orn is voiced by Matthew Watterson. Uh, two, Orn was in development as early as 2013, Ooh. and some of the earliest concepts by Joshua Huge and Fast Brian Smith <laughs> portrayed him as a duo champion, a lava hog, a lava giant, and a lava frog. Interesting. Huh, okay. And if I remember correctly... I don't know if you were still on the team at this point, but I'm pretty sure that Orn was one of the uh, uh, champion pitches by Greg from the tech team. Really? I, I don't know if I... I certainly don't rem- remember that. Um, mm. it, I probably... Well, Gre- <laughs> mm. Greg Levasic, if you're listening, 
hit us up if Orn was your champion. Because I kind I feel like I remember that it was, but let me know. Uh, and Orn prototypes, he originally had an ultimate that spawned a volcano, which erupted boulders that he could charge into, causing them to explode. Damn. And he had another ability that upgraded his hammer into a different weapon for a set number of auto attacks. So he could either uh, make it a, an extra hammer for AOE, refine it into a blade for piercing damage, or make it into an axe for CC when he auto attacked. Interesting. Um, Orn had a scrapped quest called Weapons of Legend uh, that required the team to take five objectives, uh, either dragons or barons, in order to unlock the masterwork items. And he had quotes pertaining to the completion of this quest that um, were unused when he was Hmm. released and they didn't use it. Hmm. Um, Orn is the physical form of the great spirit of the ram, uh, as such, walkers like Udir can harness a bit of this primal spirit magic and turn oh. into the Graham. Yeah, I'll be I'll be curious when we get to the new Udir because um, I saw they had Orn shit on him and Anivia stuff on him, which I thought was very smart. I think that's a really yeah. good idea. Yeah, because they already had like the Phoenix, but it was a fire, and they had like the bear already. Yeah, yeah. And they had something that could have very easily been Ram. It just wasn't. Yeah. So yeah. now they now they really play with yeah. the old gods, which was good. That'll be fun. Um so uh Orn is one of the spirit gods. So spirit gods are more like manifestations of cultural ideas given immense power by the belief of their followers and can wax and wane depending um and or disappear for a long, long time. Um which is interesting uh because it's kind of, at least from the the bio, implied that he was around from like before people yeah. <laughs> knew about him. So, I mean, who knows if that's canon or not? Yeah, but. I'm curious to know what the source on that is. Um, you know, you could always pull some bullshit where, like, you know, once he was uh, incepted as an idea, like because he's a, a weird kind of demigod, history itself rewrote, and he did actually create the Frail Yord because people believed it. Um, but this seems like we're getting really off, off, <laughs> off base. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Orin has been inactive for uh, approximately eight thousand years. Jesus Christ! Get him fixed Until right now. Are <laughs> <laughs> you gonna say he's like across multiple worlds or some shit? Because he had a bunch of bugs or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Um, Orn's dance references Attila's dance during the song I've Got a Dream from Tangled. Oh my god. Oh, huh. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> um, in universe, Orn names Hammer after the verb, whereas in real world, what? the vice versa happened. Hmm. Hammers yeah. didn't have a name, but he hammered with it and was like, I guess I'll call it a hammer. Oh, my God. Whereas okay. we named the hammer and we're like, Jesus. what do we do with it? I, I guess like, we hammer because it's a hammer. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and for all you TFT heads out there, the icon for Living Forge, which is his passive, is reused for the teamfight tactics item Reforger, 
You can use it on a champion, and all the items that they have equipped will be reforged into random other items. Neat. Neat. <laughs> and that's Orn. That's Orn. That's oh, Orn. That's Orn, folks. He did very get a, recently. Get a, get a, get a. He did very recently get a Legends of Rune Terror release. Um, Ooh, not a lot right, to go right. into from there. Um, it does seem like he got a bunch of additional like support cards, and it does seem like there is a new tribe of uh, Hearthblood that is kind of coming up and starting to kind of rekindle, which is something that we already saw implied in the stories. Um, but they get cards yeah. now, you know, so that's that's cool. <laughs> yeah, a lot of. <laughs> They got a lot of equipment. <laughs> so that's cool. It's all the things you'd expect. It's nothing like no crazy new shit. They're they're just doing hearth blood shit. <laughs> you know, just making buildings and making uh, blacksmithing stuff and getting fucking wasted. So that's Orn. <laughs> Architects, blacksmiths, and brewers, baby. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> We have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads. Uh, and we have a Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Loreheads. John streams every uh, Saturday or Sunday. He does TFT every other week. And then a random indie game every other week. I'll be on there one day. Uh, we have a YouTube as well. If you could subscribe, that would be super handy. We actually might be able to like monetize on there someday. It's like mm. looking like mm. we could hit those numbers, which I didn't think we'd ever be able to on YouTube. Mm. But that would help us like immensely. Um. Uh, yeah, we post these there, and John has some parody songs on the YouTube as well. We have a Discord. It's uh, linked in the description of this episode, and it's pinned on our Twitter if you want to come in and have a chat. Let's have a, a jolly uh-huh. good chat. A jolly good chat. Maybe someone will post uh, uh, Orrin Swanson. <laughs> or some Orrin. <laughs> Do it. We have a Patreon as well. Um, we just posted... <laughs> Uh, review of Silent Hill Revelation, which was a lot of fun. We did that for Halloween. Yeah, but thank you so much to all of our patrons. But a very special thank you to our Madarda and All Chat tier enabled patrons Chloe Things, Kindred Enjoyer, King of Hearts, Rel, Shupa Mustache, and Techno Robert. If you were stuck in between a battling Orn and Volley Bear, I would come get you and rescue you just in time. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) My hero. (laughs) And that's what you would sound like as John rescued you from a lightning bear. You're welcome. Well, that's that's my podcast voice. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that you sound like every time. Uh, Enjoy this next week for our 100th episode, and we will be answering your, I'm sure, wonderful questions and just talking about ourselves. <laughs> Sounds weird when you say and it like exercise that. Exercise and narcissism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>